worry, everything's fine. That's the title of the latest album from Australian singer-songwriter Matt Corby. Matt will be in New Zealand for shows in Wellington and Auckland at the start of December, but here he is now to tell us what to expect. Now miseducation has taught us to close our eyes. We'll be playing a bunch of tracks from the record and a few golden oldies and, um, you know, that that's pretty much it. We've got a, got a full band and crew and um, it should be, it should be a good night. I mean, yeah, we've been we've been playing a lot around the right. world. This last I see year, that you so. were just in the U.S. and Canada and Europe, so yeah, uh, the show, shows go well, do they? Yeah, yeah, and we've we've had a few runs on the board, so we're um we're feeling pretty confident, which is right. which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because uh, so you must have had a break uh, as everyone has, and especially after the flooding thing happened. So, uh, what what did you have to do to kind of get up to speed again? Uh, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a difficult period. Um, I, you know, I, I think a lot of musos went into their sort of creative hibernation because they were sort of forced into it. Right. I, um, I, you know, I, I worked on this record. I didn't, I didn't spend too long on it. I probably only spent six weeks writing and recording, um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was, to be honest, it was tough. It's like, it was tough for finances. It was tough, you know, for the whole live touring industry. Yep. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I've, I've, I've put this music out and that I can tour again and, and, and get, get some work. And, um, you know, I've been, I've been doubling up as a producer as well, working for other people, which I, I really enjoy. And, um yeah it's been keeping me busy keeping me sort of creatively stimulated which is good so um right. yeah so, but it's been it's interesting period right <laughs> yeah. post covid yeah so uh, when you're out there does it feel different when you're out on the road and touring than it did do you think in terms of pre and post or is it just kind of picking up where you left off i think the the weirdness is falling away but it did feel odd just because it had been so long right. um uh, yeah, I think people are still quite hesitant to, depending on where you are. You know, there's there's probably always this thing in the back of their mind, um, of just being in large groups and yeah, it, it it's yeah, it's, it's probably more so like um, uh, subconscious at this point than it is. Yeah, you know, people are, you know, oh, I can't go out, but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, again, I I think we're slowly returning back to normal, which is good, probably just with slightly more germophobic awareness right gotcha and you mentioned you're busy doing production work as well as your own so you you run your own label now you have a studio you're doing this so were you doing all that before everything happened or is this kind of a result of that i i was doing a lot of production work or i would i've been learning i feel like i've been teaching myself production for the last, I don't know, seven, eight years. Right. Only really putting it into, you know, doing doing proper sessions with, with, with proper artists for the last sort of four years. And when COVID hit, I was kind of at the end of an album cycle anyway and yeah. saved up a bunch of money to build this studio. So um, I had a very DIY kind of, you know, studio before this and, um, you know, this place... As you can uh, see, yeah. yep, looks like a studio. 
it it tis tis a studio <laughs> um and yeah since since it's been built there's been lots of great opportunity and and the label was one of those sort of strange opportunities that came from it so right um I just I just thought you know it would be it'd be great to try and start something up to help out a bunch of young artists and see if I can you know create something beautiful with with a few people and um you know we've just really started we only have a couple of acts on on the label and um you know if we survive that would be great a lot of labels <laughs> don't right and um yeah well, I mean I think you're heading in the right direction people are kind of shying away from big labels and Big labels, I mean, the whole the way the business works is very different than it was 10, 15 years ago even. so Very much so. Yeah. Probably what needs to be done. Uh, and you're finding, how do you, do you go out and look for new talent? Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, the internet is very revealing, but it's not, it's, <laughs> it, it's also very deceptive. Right. Um, there's, mo most, of, most of the artists that we, have found from um there haven't been it hasn't been from like looking at tiktok or something yeah. um <laughs> they've, they've actually been you know bands or artists that, that have approached us wanted to talk and we've vetted them in the studio um we've gone to see them play and they've you know a lot of these artists have put in a lot of hard work as live performers which is you know another skill and another muscle that needs developing and Right. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's tricky though. It's it's hard to, you know, it's. I think a lot of people think that they can get a quick win just by posting a bunch of stuff online, and right, and then they they get on stage and they they're sort of, oh, you know, feel like they're they haven't done the work. And yeah. So, what do you look for when you see somebody and they're kind of auditioning for you? for lack of a better word. <laughs> I think there's lots of different things, you know, in, in a recording artist, you, you want to look for someone that's got a lot of good creative instincts, someone that, that has a, like, you know, a lot of musicality, even if it's, they don't have to be the most intellectual, you know, technical musician, but they just need to have feel and they need to have their own sort of energy and attitude in, in the way that they create. And that's something that you can feel quite quickly. Um, and then you know their ability to hold their own when they when it when the pressure's on and um and also just something that's different something that when you see it you're like oh that's so uniquely them yep you know let's let's try and get all of the all of what is them to the forefront and and, and see if people resonate with it so yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. and and uh, you're three albums into your own thing did, did you have any experiences uh, starting out that you can kind of draw on and relate to these up and comers and, and kind of use as a learning tool? I think so. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty straight up about how things are difficult and how uh, the industry can throw you around a bit. I try and keep expectations, you know, pretty straight and not like, you're going to be a big star kid. You know, it's like, yep, yep. <laughs> it, so uh, I, yeah, I mean, being, being in the music industry is tough and I think there's, there's more disappointments than there are wins. Sure. Um, and I've experienced plenty. So 
I, I mean, really, you know, I, I just try and tell everyone stick to stick to your craft and and develop that to to the nth degree. And, and I think that's your best chance to succeed. So. Right. So when you look at what you did with Everything's Fine, do you look at that as a progression from the previous record, which was five years previous? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it depends on what you mean by progression. Like, I, I think I, I, every time I get in the studio to make something for me, I have no idea what I'm fucking doing. Right. And um, it's, I kind of like that in a way, you know, I feel like I'm always trying to reinvent some part of what I do or so, it's the way that I play or the way that I want to write songs. And um, even if it doesn't seem that different to anyone else, you know, for me, I, I'm I'm definitely not resting on, or some some sort of template or format that I that I've worked off before, right? So yeah, I mean, I I think I'm 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 always upskilling in right. a lot of areas, and I'm I'm trying my best to to do that. So I would hope that it's a progression. But I mean, again, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So it's who knows? Music's funny like that. It's not really it's it has nothing to do with the creator after it's created you know it's, i understand yeah you, you put yeah. it out there and it's everybody else's right yeah exactly you have to let it go i guess yeah 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 so so when you've been out on tour and you've been playing these these songs these new songs uh what kind of in, interactions do you have with folks who may have a different way of looking at the songs than you do i i really enjoy those moments um you know the the last the last couple of shows that I played or the, or the last couple of tours that I played, if ever I do get an opportunity to speak to people afterwards, um, you know, it's, it feels really beautiful. Like there's, there's been, you know, lots of people that have been listening to what I do for a long time and that appreciate the progression of, of the music. And, um, you know, weirdly that, you know, it, I mean, well, I think it would make anyone feel really good, but it, it it's it's shocked me in the the last the last couple of runs how how many people have been listening for such a long time and 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 a lot of people you know not to sound weirdly like I'm tooting my own horn, but they you know they that's what you're they, here I for. Like I they were, <laughs> <laughs> no, I felt like they were genuinely affected in a positive way by sure. by something that I'd done and that that makes it all worth it really it um makes it feel like i have some purpose in yep in life and um yeah so i've i've been really enjoying those moments and and trying to take them in and trying to accept what people are saying to me and you know i i used to be like oh you know thanks you know it, no it's terrible you know, whatever right. you know trying yep. to <laughs> so, self deprecating and stuff yeah yeah <laughs> but I've, I've stopped doing that as much and I just, you know, just stand there and say, oh, that, that means a lot. Thank you very much. And, right. You know, do you have any artists when you were kind of growing up or getting interested in music that you, you had that a similar relationship from the other side that you got a chance to meet with and say, hey, uh, thank you very much? <laughs> that's interesting. I mean, I don't think I would have met any of them. Right. Um, But, I'm, you know, I've always been a huge fan of music. So this this there's countless bands countless artists that that i've you know totally fallen in love with and thought that they're really innovative and you know were connecting with people through their sort of emotional yeah. core you know with music so yeah 
no, it was no. I'm pro- probably glad I haven't met them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. And, and when you were making the record, I see you worked with a couple of guys, Chris Collins and Nat Dunn. So yeah. they most mostly co-wrote and co-produced. And what, yep. what did they, why them? What what about them made you uh, want to to spend so much time with them creating? Well, Nat Nat is like an an exceptional writer. Right. Um, Chris is as well. Don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> I mean, Nat's, Nat's spent years and years perfecting that that side of it. She's also an incredible singer, but um, and has her own musical projects and stuff. But I, I I wanted to get someone that was a genuine kind of LA songwriting big dog into the studio. Okay. And, and that and that was Nat. Um, and we connected straight away on a friendship level and on a musical level. Um, and you know, I, she's like, I see her like a sister now. We've spent a lot of time together and right. Uh, I just, I just value her ability and her, and the way that she can dissect even our conversations and start to turn them into, you know, some form of weirdly profound <laughs> lyrical content. And, uh, you know, Chris is, Chris is similar to that, but on a, on a, straight up musical production level gotcha. he um he has been absolutely slogging it as a producer for uh, more than a decade way more than a decade and made a lot of really brilliant records and he he's from where i grew up in in the south of sydney and he just moved up to the northern rivers like right as i was about to start working on the record right and, you know was living 10 minutes down the road from me and i I gave him a call and I was like, let's go surfing, let's hang out. And he came into the studio and we made one of the tracks for the, for the record quite quickly, just for fun. Right. And then I said to him, I was like, why don't you come by once a month? Let's just, let's just experiment with sounds and, and songs. And, and then when it came time for me to be like, all right, let's, let's all get together and work on the record. I put him and that together and, yep. um, you know, we all in a concentrated dose just smashed out as many songs as we could and just to pick the best of a bad bunch. <laughs> see, you're doing it now. You're bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I see you have Nat accredited as a vocal producer as well. What, yeah. What does that mean? Um, she, because she's such a great, um, and I think I get a bit twisted when it, when it comes time to doing vocals. I'm predominantly, I think I'm first and foremost a vocalist. So I get a bit um, too particular and maybe a bit wound up when it comes to getting things wrong or right in the studio. And and it's good to have another set of ears on it. And, and that was Nat's role. She was, she was there to tell me to stop or to tell me to keep going. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you're, when you're cutting vocals, sometimes you'll do, you know, 25 takes of a song. Yeah. And and then to comp all those takes together to create something that is the the proper vocal performance, you know, me and her would go through it and and she would she just got good taste. So she would she would always be, you know, from a singer's perspective, picking you know, the the perfect combination of takes to, to throw into what what the what the end result was. So right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. And are you thinking ahead to the next record? Because it's I assume it's yes. another five years before. No, hopefully not. 
<laughs> no, no, no. I think now that I've got the studio in in full swing, yeah, um, I'm writing all the time, and I've got I've got I've got some pretty cool ideas for for a couple you know a couple more projects of mine, and um, trying to expand a little bit more with the sound, and you know, would be good to would be good to keep releasing music consistently yeah, yeah. as of now. So. Yeah. I mean, I, it seems like uh, just having the studio kind of motivates or inspires you to write more. But it, yeah. are the, what else inspires you to write? Do you see things in the news, in the newspaper, people that you meet? What What is it? That yeah, I think I think all of the above, you know, um, that I think the way my brain works is that it's like it's absorbing as much as it can. And then when it comes time to regurgitate, right. uh, especially in lyric lyric world i i um i shock myself with what i've absorbed right and um i'm 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 not always like you know on the on the prowl for for some lyrical philosophical content or anything i think more when it's time to be in that concentrated moment of like okay we have chords we have we have a beat here's a melody and how will i tell this story my brain's like, well, you have the, like in its filing system, it just goes, well, this is fucked and that's bad. And like, oh, I remember you're an <laughs> asshole. And like, oh, you know, like this, you know, so you just, you just start to take things and, and piece them all together. You know, it's, it, it's kind of fun. Uh, yeah. And I do, I do shock myself with, with the, the things that I've picked up around me over the last however long, you know, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I think you're you're covering no scrubs in most of your shows as well. My, <laughs> my daughters are going to be thrilled about that. It's both. Oh, great. They're both adults. They're in their like 30s and 40s, but they love that song. <laughs> what, what, why did you? I know you did it for that Like a Version series. Was that your idea? There's somebody else. Oh, I don't want no scrubs. Scrubs got a kink in from me. Hanging on the passenger side of his bed. It was my idea. I think I think Triple J would have liked me to have done something more current. Oh come on! But I, um, <laughs> I, I actually used to. One of my best mates who who played bass for me for a very long time. He he's not the greatest singer in the world, right. and he would always, to be funny, get a guitar and and play no scrubs right right and it would always make me laugh just because just the way he delivers the song is borderline pretty bad right and <laughs> i i randomly when i was trying to go through all these covers to, to pick one you know for the most recent like a version i just started laughing and playing it one day and i was like you know what that's actually pro it'd probably be quite good probably and <laughs> and um i ended up using the chords to another song i'd written for budra as the as the chord progression and right. tried tried to flip it on its head slightly. So yeah. very good. <laughs> Looking forward to it. We'll see you at the power station when you get here. But I think we're running out of time. So you no probably worries. have billions of other folks to talk to. But thanks for spending time <laughs> with me this morning. And good luck no, with everything. Good.